What's going on, everybody? Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports, and we finally moved past the division episode, so we've got a new show format coming out for you guys. Hopefully you enjoy it. I've also got Eric and Connor back on with me. Hopefully you guys are having a great night. Let me introduce you now to the rest of our crew. What's going on, guys? It is Connor, the co-host with the most, and I'm excited to be back after a one-episode absence. Um, <clears throat> y'all did a good job on the last episode, so, um, but I'm excited to be back again, ready to talk about the beginning of the season and ready for the new episode format. I'm, I'm liking what uh, Zach came up with and the, the other ideas that we have, so I think y'all enjoy, will enjoy them a lot. And what's going on, y'all? This is Eric here, your ranting co-host. And I'm going to echo Connor a little bit here. I'm excited for this new format as well. It's, it's great to be talking football again. It's crazy that uh, we're only a couple of days away from the first game with uh, there being no preseason with coronavirus. I was pretty worried that we weren't going to get to this point. So uh, I'm just glad to have it. Even if I'm wrong on every single prediction, I'll take it because <laughs> there is football. So. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, at the same time as the NBA playoffs, too, which makes things interesting. And, you know, as a sports podcast, we went we went so long with nothing. And then now we've got all this going on at once. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's a lot. Um, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but before to have, though. it is, it is making up for lost time. Um, so we want to get to a couple of listener location shout outs because <laughs> we can... Yeah, yep. We can uh, we can see a little bit of where we are getting <laughs> listens from, um, and it's really interesting where some of the places we're getting a lot of listens from. So I just wanted to shout out those locations for any of you guys, dedicated fans of Clutch Crew Sports, listening to this. Um, so let me go through the cities and countries too. Believe it or not, um, so North Ridgeville. Columbus and Olmstead Falls, all of those that are in Ohio, shout out to you guys. Uh, Woodbridge, Virginia, shout out to our listeners there. Seattle, Washington, shout out to you guys up in the Northwest. Mountain View in San Marcos, California, shout out to you guys as well. Saskatchewan Province of Canada, shout out to you guys, Canadians listening into American sports. And same to Oh, God, I don't know how to pronounce this. Leinster? Uh, hopefully I didn't butcher that uh, for the country of Ireland. Um, thank you guys as well. All of our international fans, I love to see when we get new international fans. And domestically, too, in you know Ohio, Virginia, Washington, and California, in particular, are some of the states we're getting a lot of listens and downloads from. So thanks to all you guys. Uh, Eric or Connor, you want to add anything to this? I'll just, uh, you know, I know I got my people from my two jobs here in Victoria, Texas that listen. I know we have a high percentage of our fan base from Texas. So, but I think if, uh, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but don't we also get some listens from like San Antonio and a couple of other places in Texas? Yeah, there, I didn't include Texas um, on this list, but there definitely is. Uh, num probably twenty to twenty five cities across Texas that we have listens from. Yeah, so, this, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, too much to list. That's why I didn't put them on. <laughs> put the whole state. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Well, that's the shout-outs for the episode. Now we'll get to one of the new uh, topic formats for our upcoming episode. So we're going to be calling this Around the Shield. Going to be talking... Uh, actually, no, no, no. Sorry, this was in here. Um, we're Before we go to Around the Shield, we're going to go to the sheets. And we've made some predictions for the season, including Super Bowl, Conference Championship, MVP awards, those sort of things. So the three of us and Nate have also made uh, predictions for the season. I'll start with mine. Uh, if you've been listening to some of the uh, division episodes, it's going to be no surprise for my picks. But I've got Cleveland taking on Kansas City in the AFC Championship. It's uh, probably not one a lot of people are predicting with Cleveland being... Many people view them as a disappointment. However, you heard a couple episodes back, I was really high on them. I think they're due for a bounce back. I do think they're being a little bit slept on, a little bit underrated, just based off of how disappointing last year was. But I do think they got a lot better um, on offense and defense. So I'd like Cleveland to make the AFC Championship, but I'm not going to be bold enough to take them to win that game. (laughs) The Chiefs have that winning experience. Uh It is rare recently to have uh, back-to-back Super Bowls and stuff, but I still think the Chiefs are talented enough to make it back to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to pick them to win that. And then on the NFC side, another one, no surprise, I've got Tampa Bay versus Seattle, and I've got Tampa Bay winning. Of course, you heard that NFC South episode. I was putting my my money where my mouth was. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm picking Tampa Bay to win the NFC. And Seattle, I think, is a really high-level contender for this. Um, Whenever you got Russell Wilson, you got a chance. And I think bringing in Jamal Adams, too, this is it really seems like it's their time. They really want to win right now um, before Russ gets too older. And then for my Super Bowl pick, I've got Tampa Bay versus Kansas City. And I've got the Bucks actually winning. Um, I, I don't think Kansas City will be repeat champions. I think home Super Bowl in Tampa. Obviously, if Tampa makes it to the Super Bowl, they're going to be home. I think that, along with Brady, um, and just the storybook that that would be for the NFL. I think all those things combined. I think it's going to lead Tampa to win the championship. And if you uh, if you've been seeing how the Tampa Bay Lightning and Tampa Bay Rays have been playing. In recent weeks, uh, the city of Tampa just can't lose. So picking the Bucks to win uh, the Super Bowl. Eric, what about you? Let's hear your championship and Super Bowl picks. Yeah, so for the AFC championship, I have to go Chiefs and Ravens here. I, I think this is going to be the year where Lamar Jackson finally gets over that playoff hump. He struggled. Uh, his first couple years. I'm going to kind of pull a Connor with the NBA here with how he felt like this was Giannis's time to turn it around. And uh, and it, well, then in this case, it didn't happen, but I think Lamar Jackson's going to do it. And I think the Ravens are going to finally get over that hump of, you know, getting out of the first or second round of the playoffs, uh, wherever they're seated. And I've got the Chiefs here too. I don't really see how anybody could predict against them uh they're still a really loaded team and while it's difficult for 
teams to repeat as Super Bowl champions. I I just think the AFC is too top heavy. I don't think there's enough competition to stop the Chiefs. So I have the Chiefs beating the Ravens in the AFC championship game. And then I'm going all NFC West and for the NFC championship. I mean, obviously the seeding would have to you know, work out to where they don't play each other before then for this to happen. But uh, I like the 49ers versus the Seahawks, and I have the Seahawks winning. I know most teams tend to have a Super Bowl hangover, but if you look at, like, the Rams the season before, they had a really bad Super Bowl, and I felt like New England exposed them, which caused teams to figure out how to be able to stop them, which led to them not having as good of a year last year. But Seattle was dominating most of that Super Bowl until Patrick Mahomes woke up at the end and then, you know, came back for them. So even though San Francisco lost a couple of pieces, I still think they have a really dominant team. But what I've got happening here is I have San Francisco winning the division with Seattle being the wild card. I think San Francisco will get the edge on them in the season. But then I think come playoff time, I think after what happened to Seattle last year, and then if my prediction holds true for this year, Seattle is really going to want their revenge. And then they're going to get it against them in the NFC Championship game. So I've got KC versus Seattle. and But I think KC is going to repeat. I feel like their team is just too good. Uh, Mahomes still has all his weapons. They're just an all-around beast team. So I've got the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl over the Seahawks. Connor, what do you got? Yeah, so I will uh, continue the trend of AFC Championship with Kansas City versus an AFC North team. Uh, I find it interesting here that the three of us, like, we all have an AFC North team, but we all have a different one. Um, True. <laughs> so um, so I'm going to have Casey, um, probably a little bit of my bias showing here, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. Um, probably like kind of the same with Zach with, you know, Casey versus Cleveland. Um, this one's probably picked a slightly more than like Pittsburgh's probably uh, picked slightly more than Cleveland is, but still not a lot. Um, I just think the Steelers, if Roethlisberger comes back healthy, I think they're going to be a really unstoppable team with the defense and the offense is going to be so much better. So, and the fact that they even playing with fourth string quarterbacks last year, they still managed to, like be right on the edge of making the playoffs. So, but I'm not going to be super overly excited about the Steelers. I still am going to pick Kansas city to win the AFC championship game. Um, I just think they're too good. I mean, they, I mean, they're going to be, they are going to be missing. Um, whatchamacallit, they're going to be missing Damian Williams this year and they're missing an offensive lineman, but I think they made up for the loss of Damian Williams with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be great again. So Kansas City win the AFC Championship game. Uh, not any different from these guys. For the NFC Championship game, um, same as Zach and Eric, I've got Seattle in the NFC Championship game. I think they're I think when it comes between them and San Francisco, I definitely think Seattle is going to be the better team this year. And I think the key for San Francisco that Eric mentioned that they lost some pieces, you know, in the off season. And also I think the big thing giving Seattle an advantage for me over San Francisco is the fact that Seattle should have beaten them both times last year. Like they beat them the first time and then they should have beaten them the second time. Like San Francisco did not deserve to win that second game. So, um, I do. I think Seattle is by far the better team, and they made 
you know, adjustments in the offseason, like bring, like Zach said, bringing in Jamal Adams. I think Seattle is going to be n- near, or if not, you know, I think they're going to be the class of the NFC this year. I've got them going against New Orleans. Um, also, same as Zach, but going back to the NFC South uh, episode, I'm really high on New Orleans. But I think the playoff curse is going to hit them in the NFC Championship game. They tend to have some issues in the playoffs. So, um, and I and I think Seattle is just an overall better team. I think they've got more depth than the Saints do. I think they can easily contain Michael Thomas, and then Drew Brees is going to have nobody to throw to. Um, and it, like as long as they can keep Kamara in check, I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to win that game. So I've got a KC versus Seattle Super Bowl, same as Eric, but with a flipped result. I have Seattle winning the Super Bowl. It's really, really hard, and it's really, really rare to see teams repeat as Super Bowl champions. Um, I mean, it hasn't happened since the Patriots did it back in 2004. So I think that trend's going to continue, and I'm going to give it to the Seattle Seahawks uh, on the backs of Russell Wilson once again to get their second Super Bowl. They're going to avenge the loss to New England a few seasons ago, and who knows, (laughs) maybe this time if they're down on the one-yard line with no time remaining and down by four, they'll actually run the ball. Yeah. (laughs) That wonder how Marshawn feels about that. Um, <laughs> all right. So that's our, you know, big picture. You know, what really matters, obviously, is the championship and Super Bowl games. But for more individual uh, performances, we want to talk about some players that we think are going to have really good seasons. So I'll start with mine first. My MVP pick is going to be Russell Wilson. I think he's due for an MVP because uh, he's always in the running, but he hasn't won it yet, He and he always puts up great numbers. I think that's the most consistent. He's the most consistent MVP candidate, so that's basically my reasoning for picking him, and of course I had his team in the NFC Championship losing, so you got to be on a good team to win MVP. Um, and then we wanted to pick Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Years, and I went with Joe Burrow. I think he's going to... It start the longest for Cincinnati. I think he's going to put up the most stats. And usually I think this is a quarterback award. The quarterback's just got to do good enough to win this award. So I'm going to go with Burrow as being the best rookie quarterback this season, winning that award. And then defensively, I'm going to pick Chase Young because, A, I think he's probably the best defender in this draft class. And, B, uh, he plays on actually a pretty pretty stacked defensive line in Washington. So that benefits him kind of like Nick Bosa, how he won defensive player of the year last year. He was playing with a great defensive line and Washington's actually not that far behind San Francisco's defensive line. Uh, The rest of the team is way behind, but for that position group in particular, um, I think it's possible for him to get uh, less attention And he's going to put up a lot of numbers, I think, because of that. And he is coming in as the highest defensive draft pick. So, I mean, my number one and the number one, number two overall draft picks I've got winning the rookie (laughs) of the year. So nothing crazy out of my Chalk talks. (laughs) Yep. So Eric's got something more interesting. I'll let him talk about his and, and his MVP as well. Yeah, so for the... Second year in a row, I'm going to predict Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. I mean, this is a pretty safe pick, obviously, but uh, 
he was injured for a good chunk of the year last year, which hurt him. Plus, Lamar Jackson was obviously having a insane year. So I don't think he would have won it anyway, even if he'd stayed healthy. But like Russell Wilson, though, he would have been in contention for it. And obviously, he dominated the season before that. And I just like his chances. I'm a big Mahomes fan. And coming off of that Super Bowl win last year, uh, I just don't see how I could not pick him. I do think Russell Wilson will have a great season, though, but I see him being that one that finishes, like, in the top five in the, you know, in the voting again, like, is where he usually ends up at. I just don't know if I can vote for him to get over the hump, but we'll see, because I like Russell Wilson. I'd be cool if he gets it, but I just, I can't go against Mahomes. Uh, Now, my more interesting pick, uh, this is the one where I'm different than the rest of the panel. Uh, I have Clyde Edwards Hilaire winning Offensive Rookie of the Year over Joe Burrow. And Zach is right when he says that this is the Offensive Rookie of the Year is generally a quarterback award. But I'm giving it to Edwards Hilaire here because I just don't feel like the Bengals are gonna really be any good I think Joe Burrow will get some numbers and he'll do things like that but if the Bengals go four and 12 and the Chiefs go 12 and four and if Edward Hilaire has you know somewhere between 1200 and 1500 total yards and the Chiefs have a dominant record I don't see how you could give it to Burrow on a four and 12 team compared to giving it to Edward Solaire on a higher ranked team, even though obviously Edward Solaire has a lot better talent around him. I think this could be the year where a quarterback doesn't get it because I don't like Joe Burrow's situation in Cincy. I don't really like Tua's situation in Miami. Plus he's not even supposed to start right away. So he probably won't even start the full season. And same with Justin Herbert. They've got Tyrod Taylor starting right now. Uh, for the Chargers. So while I believe Tua and Herbert are both going to play, them not playing a whole season is going to hurt them. So Burrow's the only quarterback that could get it. And just with him being on such a bad, sketchy team, I just don't know if he could get it. So I think this could be the year of position besides quarterback gets it. And with Damian Williams opting out for the season, Edward Solaire is going to get a ton of carries. He's probably going to catch a ton of passes out of the backfield. I think his numbers will be so loaded that they have to give it to someone else. So that's my more risky pick. And then um, defensive rookie of the year, I did consider Chase Young too, but I went with Isaiah Simmons uh, just because with him being a linebacker that can be all over the field, I think he's going to make a lot of big plays. He's going to get a ton of tackles. Um, I think he's going to put up a lot of good numbers there in Arizona. So Plus, he's playing some really good teams with high-potent offenses in that division. So he's going to be asked to do a lot. So uh, so with that being said, I'm going to give it to him. So, Connor, give us your list. Okay, so I'm going to mirror Zach a little bit here on the first two picks. Uh, MVP, Russell Wilson. Like Zach said, he's been one of the most consistent MVP-level like level players Um He's, it's pretty much kind of like the mantle has been passed from Tom Brady to Russell Wilson at this point. Like, you know, a few years ago and all the years prior, it was always like, oh, Tom Brady is always one of the guys in the MVP conversation. Well, now it's Russell Wilson who's always in the MVP conversation. So, And 
I picked Seattle to win the Super Bowl too. So I think, you know, obviously if anybody on Seattle is going to lead them to a Super Bowl, it's not going to be Chris Carson or, you know, any one of their receivers. It's going to be Russell Wilson. So Russell Wilson is going to, that's my prediction for the MVP. Can't go wrong. So for rookie of the year, I did pick Joe Burrow. Um, but I have to disagree when it comes to the rookie of the year being a quarterback award, considering that in the last seven seasons, it's only gone to a quarterback twice. Um, so it's definitely in my mind, not a quarterback award. Cause I mean, we've seen Alvin Kamara, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I almost said Dak Prescott, but he's obviously a quarterback. <laughs> Barkley. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, um, Todd Gurley, Eddie Lacy was one of the Offensive Rookie of the Year. So it's it's definitely not a quarterback award. It's not like the MVP that like goes to the to a quarterback every year. Um, so, and I did look long and hard to try and pick somebody other than Joe Burrow because I think obviously Joe Burrow is going to be the consensus. Like you know, the majority of people are going to pick him. But I just don't think, like Eric said, with Tua and Herbert, like they're not going to start right away. And they also, I mean, same as Burrow, but they also both play on pretty bad teams. Um, so I'm not looking forward to their successes there. And then also some of the other wide receivers, um, like Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb and Henry Ruggs, I think I think Ruggs and Judy are going to get taken down a little bit by QB performance. Like, I think they'll both do good seasons. I mean, I hope Jerry Judy has a good season because he's on my fantasy team. But um, I don't. I think they're going to be taken down by quarterback performance. And C.D. Lamb's going to get overshadowed completely by Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott and um, all those other people on the Cowboys. So he's not going to get the stats. And I think the same thing's going to happen to Edwards Hilaire. Because um, I did consider him too. But I think kind of the same thing that happened with Damian Williams last year. Like Damian Williams was the chiefs like number one running back. I mean, LaShawn McCoy was there, but he didn't really play too much. So Williams was the number one running back, just like Edwards Hilaire is going to be the number one running back, but he still didn't do anything noteworthy. I mean, the offense ran through Mahomes, it ran through Travis Kelsey, it ran through Tyreek Hill. So I just don't see with the rest of the weapons that they have on offense and, you know, mirroring off of what happened last year, I don't see Edward Tiller putting up big enough stats to um, do anything like that. And also, this is kind of the other, the last reason I have Burrow is because I think Burrow plays in a much tougher division than Edward Tiller does. So, while I'm sure there's a lot of people that aren't expecting Burrow to win the games against like Pittsburgh and Baltimore, I think if he plays well enough in those games that they can kind of, you know, look back on them and say, okay. Yeah, Burrow may not have played fantastically, but the main thing that went Cincinnati down was that atrocious defense of theirs. Like, you know, Cincinnati put up 21 points, but they gave up 40-something because their defense is atrocious. So I think that's what's going to help Burrow if he does well against the division opponents. And the same thing that I have for a defensive rookie of the year with Isaiah Simmons, the fact that, I mean, I think Eric alluded to this too, the fact that they play in a much better division, um, you know, he's going to be seeing Seattle and, San Francisco and the Rams twice, whereas Chase Young's going to be playing the Giants and the Eagles and the Cowboys, you know, and um, a much weaker division. So, and I think Isaiah Simmons too, like Eric said, he's going to kind of, he's got the opportunity to get a lot more stats to his name, whereas Chase Young is pretty much sacks is all he can really get being an edge rusher. Whereas I think Isaiah Simmons, he's obviously not going to rack up the sacks, but I think he'll rack up the tackles, he'll rack up the interceptions. He's going to be like a Darius Leonard, Luke Keekley kind of player. And, you know, we saw both of them won Defensive Rookie of the Year in their season. So 
Um, that's why I've got Isaiah Simmons over Chase Young. I did consider Chase Young, but I think Simmons is going to be the front runner for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll check back in at the end of the year and see how uh, how right or wrong we are going to do on all these predictions. I will say, if we get a, a KC Seattle Super Bowl, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to look like geniuses. Yeah, so time. <laughs> or we're going to look really is, stupid. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, not not much worse than it could be for picking Atlanta to win the Super Bowl, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that is very right, true. Ooh. All right, so now we're going to get to that thing I talked about earlier around the shield. So uh, this is going to be a weekly segment where we talk various NFL-related topics. Um, Connor and Nate will primarily be the the leaders for starting this, but obviously all of us are going to talk about the, the NFL topics here. And we have a similar thing going for basketball. We just This is going to be an all-football episode. So... I'll go ahead and let Connor talk about what he really wanted to talk about for this part of the episode this week. Yeah, so I decided that since the season's about to start and, you know, we have such an influx of young quarterbacks in the league right now, I mean, the old guard is truly, well and truly dying off. Um, I mean, we, there's still Tom Brady, there's still Drew Brees, there's still Ben Roethlisberger, there's still Philip Rivers, but... You know, Eli Manning is gone, and this uh, some of the other veteran quarterbacks that have been around for a while are gone now. So there's going to be a big focus on young quarterbacks this year, and especially since we've got four rookie quarterbacks this year, or no, we've got three rookie quarterbacks this year that are going to be guaranteed starters. I mean, Burrow's obviously going to be the day one starter, and Tua and Herbert more than likely are going to end up starting later in the year. Um, and we've got two other young quarterbacks that I know Zach is high on Jordan Love, but we've also, I think Jalen Hurts has been overlooked a little bit, so who, you know he can get a chance. So I just want to talk about the expectations for them and the expectations for the second-year quarterbacks because um, I feel like I, when we're talking about young quarterbacks, I kind of wanted to also talk about like you know Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and that draft class, but I feel like they've been talked to death so much at this point yeah. that, you know, pretty much every time you're talking about quarterbacks in the NFL, it's like, oh, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold. And, and you know, side note, Josh Rosen is now on a practice squad for Tampa Bay. So <laughs> clearly he was he the worst one out of – He was clear – well, I think it's been proven that he was clearly the worst one out of that group being as how the other – four of them are still starters in the NFL and he's on a practice squad. So (laughs) in every team he was on uh, their next season drafted a first round quarterback (laughs) top five. But yeah, so I guess if you look at the picture here, we've got um, Daniel, if you are watching on YouTube, we've got Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, um, Drew Locke, and obviously their Eric and Zach's favorite Gardner Minshew for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, So I just basically want to talk about the expectations, which one out of these groups that we like and which ones we don't, who we think is going to have success. So I guess I'll, since this is my segment, I'll start. Um, I've kind of split them up into three categories of ones that there's only like one person in this category that I know, like that I know is going to do really well. Then I've got like a middle category of they could do well. And then a lower category of they're just placeholders. Um, so I'll start with the placeholders category. Placeholders for me would be Gardner Minshew and 
Dwayne Haskins, in my opinion. Um, I think Minshew, obviously all the talk going around in Jacksonville right now, Eric and Zach know this better than anybody, that, you know, the tank for Trevor. And, I mean, unless Minshew comes out and has just an absolutely fantastic year, which I don't think is going to happen given that he doesn't have any weapons around him at this point, um, he's definitely just going to be a placeholder for the next person. Um, I don't know if he's going to go anywhere after this, where like, if he's going to stay in Jacksonville and be a backup, or if he thinks maybe he can get a starting job somewhere else. And then same thing for Dwayne Haskins. I think, you know, Washington has tried to work with him and put him out there, but all the times he's appeared in games, he's looked really bad. Um, especially now the fact that the Washington, I almost said Redskins again, the Washington football team has three quarterbacks on their roster. I just don't see him playing if he you know he's probably going to be the day one starter but i can see him easily being replaced two or three four games into the season and you know not working out so then in the middle of the road um i also i guess if i had to pick one more placeholder quarterback i think daniel jones is a placeholder quarterback i don't think that he's gonna really pan out with the giants either i mean he showed some okay signs last season but I mean, now that he's got a full year as a starter underneath him, I don't. I think it's going to be shown that the Giants once again had a horrible draft pick when they drafted him up at number six, when they could have gotten Josh Allen. Which I know, another thing Eric and Zach were having a party about that the Giants took him instead of Josh Allen. Um, so then, middle of the road for me would be, um, we've already talked about Tua and Herbert. I don't think that they're going to be fantastic. I think Tua's got a better shot to be a fanta- uh, success in the NFL. But um, Herbert, I don't think he's going to do much in the NFL. I think the Chargers reached at him, too. And obviously Burrow's going to be a day-one starter. I like Drew Locke's prospects this year. He's definitely got more weapons around him. He's got you know Judy and Cortland Sutton, and he's got a good running back tandem of Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. So I think Drew Locke is going to break out this year. I don't, we can't really do much of an, I guess this will be a question after, for you guys. Um, do you think that Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love will get to start at all this year? Like, do you, do you think? Um, that, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go quickly. Um, Hurts only way is if Wentz gets hurt, in my opinion. That's, I think, the only way, realistic way he plays. And, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing with love. If Rogers gets hurt, I think I I don't think performance is gonna cause either of those guys to start this season. But yeah, Eric, what about you? Yeah, I mean I'm in the I'm in the same boat there. But I mean Wentz tends to get injured a lot, so I mean there it that's true could be a possibility that he sees the field, but it would be because of that. It's not going to be because oh Wentz is doing bad. Whereas with like. Herbert and Tua, I mean, the writing's on the wall between Tyron Taylor and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys are going to be on very short leashes, and if they even start to struggle, their fans are going to be screaming. If they lose, like, media. two games, if they start yeah, out... If they, go like, if they both go, like, 0-2, like, their fans on social media are going to be, like, screaming for them to put Herbert and Tua in, and they will, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so, and really, I mean, with everything that Connor said, I mean, I'm pretty much in agreement i mean i hope that it's going to be wrong on Minshew. i do have to disagree a little bit though in terms of him not having weapons we are i mean running back and tight end are not very strong for us especially with uh 
Fournette getting cut, which Zach and I ranted on that in the last episode, <laughs> if you want to hear that. But our wide receiver core is actually pretty good. Uh, so he will have some good weapons around him. If there's one thing on the Jaguars that need to look at, like, oh, they've actually got – they're pretty solid in this area. Like, it's wide receiver. Maybe not much of anything else. Uh, but we do have some pretty good wide receivers. So uh, I am going to be excited to see – what Minshew can do and I don't necessarily want to go through all of these guys but if I'm going to do like one that I'm high on and one that I'm low on uh the one that I'm low lowest on is Dwayne Haskins I have zero confidence in him I from what I've seen of him so far I mean he is on a bad team so that makes it a little harder to judge but I don't know I just the times I've seen him play, I haven't been super impressed, but the one that I'm most excited to see other than Gardner, since he's on my team out of all these quarterbacks on here is going to be Drew Locke. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does in Denver with his first chance to, you know, start out the season for the Broncos. Um, I like some of the weapons that he has there. Um, I definitely think he's going to be better than Flacco and Case Keenum, who they've Flacco Seagulls, yeah, yeah, (laughs) who they've had recently. So, uh, Zach, is there any? any, Do you have any like agreements, disagreements, or yeah, yeah? I'll kind of topic stat here. Yeah, I'll I'll go through uh, some of these guys. Um, So I'll start with Haskins. Um, I'm I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback, but I do think he's going to be better than what you guys are saying. I'd like. The more I think of it, like, I think he's going to have a shot. Um, I really just don't – I don't think Alex Smith's going to ever play again. Uh, If you've seen the video of him walking, it just looks weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, he's on the team, but it's for – he's on the team, but it's only for – for the feel-good story, you know. It's like like the Ryan Chazier thing in, uh, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so he's not really going to be. I don't. I honestly don't think Alex Smith is ever going to play again. But um, I'm going to be interested to see what Haskins does because he was really good at Ohio State that one year. He got drafted pretty high. Uh, so I'm not ready to bash him yet. But I'll, the one guy I will bash out of that draft class is going to be Daniel Jones. Um, I just think he's going to be a bad quarterback, kind of like Sam Darnold kind of a turnover machine type of guy. Um, Danny Dimes, they call him in New York. I, I just, <laughs> I, he's the one out of this, out of this group that I'm least excited about. And then I'd probably put uh, Kyler Murray as the most excited. I just want to see how he does going into this year. Um, I mean, Minshew outstanding. Obviously I want to see him succeed, but I think Kyler Murray is going to end up being a solid quarterback. And, if I'm going to look at this list, though, and I'm going to pick the one quarterback that I would pick that's most likely to win a Super Bowl in the next 10 years, it's going to be Joe Burrow. I, I'm highest on him out of all of these guys. Um, I do think that he's got the best potential to win a Super Bowl in the next 10 years. What about you guys? If you had to pick one quarterback, who's the most Super Bowl likely within the next decade? I'll let Eric go first because I've got yeah, a comment I'm after gonna, I make my pick. I'm going to have to agree with that because uh, I'm not as low on Daniel Jones as you are. He did have a few good games at the end of last season, but so I don't think he's going to be horrible. Kind of like how your thoughts on Zach were on Dwayne Haskins. I guess that's mm-hmm. kind of how I am on yeah. Daniel Jones. 
but I don't see him winning a Super Bowl in the next 10 years. Um, Herbert and Tua, Tua, just his injury history scares me. Like, otherwise, I think he could be pretty good. I'm in agreement with Herbert, uh, or with Connor on Herbert, though. I, yeah, I feel like he was sorry. Uh, I know we have some people that really wanted the Panthers to draft him that were high <laughs> in our fans list. But, yeah. I'd be watch, happy that they got Derek Brown instead. <laughs> watching the film that I've seen on Herbert, I'm not super sold on him. Um, Jordan Love is like an unknown for me. I've never yeah. watched him play before. And obviously Dwayne Haskins, I don't think is going to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I get, The other only other ones that I think might have a chance, depending on you know the teams that they have around him, would be Kyler Murray or Drew Locke. But if the Bengals can get some real talent around Joe Burrow, I mean, that watching that kid play this season at LSU, I mean, unless it's just like a one-year wonder or something, like he's going to be special for sure. So I have to agree with Zach here. So I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say that I – well, I, I think I'm in agreement that um, he's going to be good, but I don't think he's going to be the one to win the Super Bowl. I think – the Bengals front office has a, they're another one of those mm-hmm. teams that kind of has a history of making poor decisions. So I just don't see how he's going to get surrounded by good talent in Cincinnati. The Bengals are just kind of known for failure. Um, so I don't think it's going to be Joe Burrow. And also, I don't think he's going to be as good as he was. I mean, the fact that, you know, he had a very mediocre season the year before at LSU when. You know, he played in 13 games and then, you know, all of a sudden he has this ridiculous year. And yeah, obviously, you know, he broke a lot of records and they won a national championship. But I just don't see I think I think that was a one season wonder. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be bad that he's going to, you know, he had that. And now he's going to suck like he's going to turn into RG3 or somebody like that. But I don't think he's going to turn into a perennial MVP or take his team and to be turning them into a perennial Super Bowl contender. So I'm going to have to go with Kyler Murray on this one. And my la- my question, because I said I had one person in the category that I was really excited for, and that is Kyler Murray. And my question for you guys is, the last question of this segment is, how do you think, like, what do you think his performance is going to be this year? Because we didn't talk about the NFC West. That yeah. was one of the divisions that we skipped over. And I have, like, I still have, obviously, Seattle and San Francisco at the top of the division, but I've got Arizona in third. And I definitely think they could be one of those teams that could be competing for one of the three wildcard spots now. And I think Kyler Murray is going to be a big part of that, especially with, you know, now he's got, he's got, you know, good receivers around him and Arizona's got a nice young defense. So I want to know what your guys' expectations are for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Cause I think he's going to be, I don't, I don't think he's going to be an MVP candidate, but I can see the Cardinals easily going eight and eight and making it to the playoffs and maybe yeah. even getting a wild card round upset. Okay. I'll, I'll start first. Uh, since I think I'll be, I think I'm going to be different than Eric on this, but if, if I were to compare the Cardinals to a team in recent memory, it would be last year's Browns team. Uh, the Browns added a star wide receiver. The Cardinals added a star wide receiver the Browns had the rookie of the year quarterback. The Cardinals have the rookie of the year quarterback. Uh, I mean, those are pretty, pretty crazy similarities, but I don't think they're going to be competing for a wild card spot. And the reason is, is because 
they've overlooked the offensive line. And Kyler is one of those quarterbacks that um, obviously his height and everything. He needs a good offensive line, and they looked over that in the draft. They looked over that really in free agency. Their offensive line's one of the worst in the NFL. So that's the thing that I think is holding him back. I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to end up being a, a pretty good quarterback similar to Baker, but the Cardinals just overlooked that step, and they are just trying to add all the receivers. And the problem is, too, I think they've got the wrong coach. I, I'm not a Kingsbury fan, so I think eventually – Kingsbury is going to go. I, I like Kyler's long-term uh, future, but this season I'm not a fan. I, I think they're going to be last in the division. I don't think they're really going to be competing for anything. And I think the the Brown similarities to me are, are too much to ignore. But Eric, what about you? I am actually similar with you here, Zach. Okay. Um, I definitely agree with the long-term picture for sure, I think he's going to be really good. Like I just said, I, I do think Burrow has the best chance to get a Super Bowl in 10 years out of these guys, but Murray or Drew Locke would be my second or third guess at, or picks out of these guys, so it's not like I you know, think he's going to be trash or something. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good, but I think the problem for this year is that they just have too much competition in that division. I mean, the the Seahawks are really good. The 49ers are really good. And while I, even though I do have the Cardinals beating the Rams in the division, but I don't think it'll be by much, but the Rams are one of those teams that, you know, if they can get it together and get over their, you know, drama Mm -hmm. issues, they seem to be having and stuff like that. If they, and if Jared Goff can actually, you know, string a couple of competent games together, like the Rams can be good. They were just in a Super Bowl a couple years ago. So, I just I just think there's too much competition for Kyler Murray to be good this year. Now, in terms of the Browns comparison, I a little bit agree with that, although the difference is, is that the for me, the difference with that is that the wide receiver that the Browns inherited was a drama queen prima donna, whereas <laughs> like DeAndre Hopkins is a straight beast. And so I... I like DeAndre. I like them getting DeAndre Hopkins a lot better than I like the Browns getting Odell Beckham. So I, he's definitely going to benefit from that. But so long term, I think it'll be good. But my problem is, is just this year the competition in that division is just way too good. I don't think they're going to be able to compete this year. But I do like the Cardinals. So yeah. hopefully yeah. in the future. But <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would love to see Larry Fitzgerald get in the playoffs one more time. I love that guy, mm-hmm. but. Well, you know, I, I would have yeah. been rooting for him in that Super Bowl if it wasn't against my team. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. That, that's the worst feeling, man. Like, as a Indians fan, I had to watch them in the World Series against the one team that had a longer World Series drought than my team. So I, <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. Yeah, and real quickly before I move on, I'll just, because uh, we didn't talk too much about him, but I do. I am a fan of Jordan Love. I think eventually his time will come, and I think eventually he's going to be a really good quarterback. I I like him better uh, than Herbert for sure. Herbert, I'm not a fan of at all, um, and I am a fan of Tua. I think Tua. Uh, the thing with the injuries is you never know because they said Breeze had the injury problems, and look at the career he's had. But then again, you could get a a really bad career um, full of injuries and. Never end up playing. I'm trying to. I can't think of a quarterback off the top of my head like that. But 
it could happen. So it could go either way. But if it does, if he does stay healthy, I think he'll be good. But uh, we'll move on now. Well, before you or, say you one, say? La- yeah, one. I was saying one last allusion to Jordan Love is that Nate thinks that he's going to be the starter before the end of the season because you remember. Yeah. I don't know if anybody remembers this, but back then Nate actually locked that Rodgers was going to be off the Packers before the NFL draft this upcoming season. So okay, yeah, Nate that's... actually Nate actually thinks that Jordan Love's going to take <laughs> over this year. Yeah, and uh, one last thing before we go on to that we just all missed is that Gardner Minshew. I'm changing my MVP pick to Gardner Minshew because the Jags are going to go 16 and 0, and. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl and, uh, mustache mania gets us going, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that yep. would be my dream. That's my dream scenario <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, it, it would satisfy your uh, your checklist of the fact that the Jaguars need to win a Super Bowl before the Panthers. So yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> right. So that's... <laughs> okay, guys. Now we're gonna we're gonna bring in another new segment to the show. This will be a weekly occurring segment, like the NFL one. We're calling it the lock board. We've made some hot take locks in the past, but we're going to be doing that every week now. The, the NBA needs to hurry up and announce that freaking MVP award. Like, I just want it to be official so I can officially say that I they're am changing, a genius. That after Giannis's playoffs, they're changing the votes. Well, Stephen A. Stephen A. said that he voted for LeBron yeah, in the uh, regular season. What a, so what a bomb, dude! God, I can't stand that guy. Okay. All right, so I'll I'll just I'll just skim through the details of this, but basically it's going to be three rounds of us drafting um, quote unquote locks for the upcoming week of sports, and these are, can be NBA, NFL, or select college games. Uh, the draft order is starting out random, but in the future, whoever does the worst in a in a given week will get the best pick, um, the first selection the next week, and and vice versa. The best has to draft worst. Um, now, as far as the locks go, if you just pick an outright winner, a favorite to win the game, an example would be Kansas City to beat Houston this week on Thursday night, you would just simply get one point for that. Now, if you pick an NFL or a college winner and they're underdogs, according to Vegas, from either 7 or below, so 0.5 to 7 range, you would get three points. And then in the NBA, we have a similar system where three points will go to an underdog scoring six uh, underdog of six points or less. And then if you pick a really uh, extreme underdog in college or NFL, that's um, supposed to lose by more than seven points, you'll get five points for that. And then you'll get five points similarly in the NBA for a team that's an underdog by six or more. You, you probably didn't understand all that, but we're going to do the draft and it'll make sense <laughs> once we do that. So um, I did a random draft order. Eric got the first pick. Nate, not here, got the second pick, but he sent me his list of who he wants me to draft for him. So I've got that. I'm going to be drafting third. Connor will be drafting fourth. And. I'll flip it over so you can see all the potential uh, options that Eric has here, all the NFL games, the select college games, and some NBA games for this week. So, Eric, you've got the first pick. Let us know who you're picking. So, What's your first lock? <laughs> my yep. first lock is going to be my survival pick, which is going to be the Bills to beat the Jets. 
Okay, yeah, cool. Thanks, thanks, Connor, for writing that in. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> I got you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. Be different. I don't have this board in front of me. Otherwise, it's that good. Here, I'll, I'll put it. in parentheses too how many points it will be worth if you uh, get yeah, it right. Yeah, if I get it right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Nate, his uh, his first lock that he sent me is for the Heat to beat the Bucks in game five. Ooh. Is there a spread for that yet? Uh, yeah, Miami minus 3.5. So, okay. they're the, so he can only. That's get right. I, I figured Miami was the favorite, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. All right, so that means I'm next, and I'm going to take Jacksonville over Indiana, Indianapolis week one. I knew one. you were going to do that. <laughs> yep. So That's going to be worth Jack- five points if Zach gets that right. Because yep. Zach gets that right, that means I'm most likely losing this week, but I'll be okay with that. <laughs> Eric, so that's the one thing I hope that I'm wrong about. Like I said Minshew Mania, 16 and obeys. Okay, <laughs> Connor, what you got? All right, so well, I'm actually gonna follow in the same footsteps of Eric. I'm gonna start with a pretty safe one. I'm gonna do my survival pick of the Eagles over the Washington football team. The Washington uh, football team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that, that's going to round out the first round, and now we're going to go back to Eric for his okay. uh, round two pick. So for this one, um, I don't necessarily think for sure that this could is going to happen, but I'm going to pick it because of the potential point value. I'm going to pick uh, Georgia Tech to beat Florida State. I feel like FSU gets like overrated every preseason yeah. and all that, and lately they just haven't been good. So I'm, I think if there's any college upset that could happen, mm-hmm. it's going to be that one. So okay. I'm on our list. So I'm going to pick Georgia Tech. All right. Uh, so Nate's actually his number two pick is still on the board. So he's going to take Seattle beating Atlanta. So okay. Seattle's the favorite safe there, pick. So he can only get one point on that. Um, now it's going to be my turn to pick. I'm going to go another. Uh, I know what this one. is going to be, too. Yep. I'm going to pick Cleveland to beat yep. Baltimore. <laughs> yep, yeah, I knew you that one. That. <laughs> it was that going with the high dollar ones. Yep, yep. Want to get um, that big lead. <laughs> so I'm going to. Well, <laughs> we'll see if that happens. Um, uh, I'm going to go my next pick. I guess I'll do the first one that's not going to be worth one or if I'm going to do a three point pick and i'm going to pick the carolina panthers to beat the las vegas raiders so aaron and jackson and walker and all of our other panthers fans i'm picking your team (laughs) all right potential three-point play there for connor Uh, (laughs) (laughs) all right eric start us off here in round three all right when uh, when connor said he was picking a 3.1 i thought he might steal the one i was gonna do uh I've done an NFL and a college. I'm going to go to the NBA and pick the Rockets to beat the Lakers in you game mean, three. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Over Lakers. You're welcome. So, I'm in Manny if you tune into this, my Rocket fans friend. And Red, <laughs> my Rocket fan friend. So. <laughs> How did Red become a Rams fan if he's also a Rockets fan? Uh, You know, I've asked him this before, but it's been so long ago. I... Do not remember the story behind that. Actually, I'll have to, I'll have to re-ask him that. <laughs> I should know this. All right, I'm gonna go now to a college game. I'm gonna do a safe one. I'm gonna That's take Nate. Nate's next. Oh shoot! Yeah, sorry, Nate. Um, 
<laughs> okay, so he his number third is actually still here too. So he got his best three possible. Uh, he's gonna pick Boston to beat Toronto. Um, that's a, that's a, a favorite one, right? Uh, it's an upcoming one, but I'm sure Boston will be. Yeah, a yeah Boston will probably be the favorite. I'll just put one there for him. Man, he's going all safe picks. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, Could be a good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna go a safe pick here with college. I'm gonna go with Baylor over La Tech. It's going to be my pick for this um, for the third round. Okay. All right. Well, I've done a safe pick, a moderate pick, and so now I got to go out there on a limb and do it. Since this is what I'm known for, and this has made an inspiration of me, I have to go with um, Louisiana Lafayette over Iowa State. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I've seen, I've seen. How App State has, you know, I've seen App State play them a million times, and they're a really good team. So, yeah. So we'll just uh, <laughs> we'll just recap this here. Eric going with Buffalo over the New York Jets, Georgia Tech over FSU to get that five point play, and Houston to beat the Lakers to get the three point play. Nate, who is picking second, is going a lot of safe picks here. Miami over Milwaukee. Seattle over Atlanta and Boston over Toronto in their game five or game six. And then I'm going to be going Jacksonville over Indianapolis for a five point play. I'm going Cleveland over Baltimore for a five point play and Baylor over law tech for a safe one pointer. And Connor's got uh, Philadelphia over Washington for a one point play Carolina over Las Vegas for the three point play and Louisiana Lafayette over Iowa State for the potential five-point play. So that's going to be the draft for this week. Next week, we'll come out with another draft, and we'll review how we did in our locks. Uh, best of prize. <laughs> yep, best of luck to you guys. But, yeah, there is going to be a, a incentive. So we're going to keep this uh, tally going on all year long. The winner is going to get a gift card from Amazon sponsored by the losers so <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens here i think i'll potentially get the most points this week if i get my matchups right so say, who knows you know we're all in my mind i'm thinking it's a bad idea for nate to go all safe picks but who knows he could come out ahead this week if all <laughs> the upsets don't happen so and, and it's it's still only one week out so you know this is a long season so anything can happen and maybe he's uh trying to position for the number one pick next week. I don't know. <laughs> um, but he really wants for next week. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, hopefully you enjoyed that episode and there will be more similar episodes of this nature to follow. So stay tuned for those as well. And we'll be talking about football and basketball next week. So until then, guys, be clutch. Bye. Peace.